Welcome to Critical Issues Commentary, the podcast ministry of Gospel of Grace Fellowship, a non-denominational Christian church in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. This is Jessica Kramis, your host for today, and I'm speaking with Bob DeWay, Gospel of Grace's teacher and theologian and author of Critical Issues Commentary. Now, we've been talking about true and false spiritual warfare in this series, and as I was preparing to record today, I got an email from Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. Now, if you're not familiar with him, he has a cable TV show, a very large social media following. I think he has 155,000 uh, Facebook followers. And so this email, he's advertising a seminar we can take on spiritual warfare. Here's Jeremiah Johnson and his spiritual warfare okay. seminar. Here's what he says. Dear saints, did you ever wonder how Jesus was able to cast out the demon legion so quickly when no one in all the land could even walk past it? Not only did Jesus cast it out into a herd of swine that drowned, but the demon actually begged him for mercy prior to doing so. How did he weaken this demon so quickly? Well, first he identified it. When you identify a demonic spirit, it actually loses power when you call it out by name. You see, saints, you cannot fight an enemy you cannot first identify. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about true and false spiritual warfare. Is that true spiritual warfare or false spiritual that warfare? Is, that's shocking. That's exactly what the pagans all believed. Okay. Okay, they believed that. They believed that you had to know the name of whatever it was you were dealing with, and you could gain power over these various spiritual beings or entities or forces or whatever, and that knowledge was the key to getting rid of bad fate or controlling the demons or the spirit realm. Okay. Okay, so uh, knowing these secret names generally in ancient Asia Minor, and in Israel even, and because the Jewish exorcists had similar programs and processes, that was just a belief they had. Okay. So this man is, is teaching false doctrine. He's claiming that the pagans were right, and that Jesus was just doing what they do, which is you learn a name and then you have the power. Okay. So you can identify the demon. Now, reading Luke Acts as a two-volume work, reading the, the text in context, and understanding how Luke is writing, authorial intent, shows a totally different idea than this Jeremiah Johnson is teaching. And it's really okay. sad because people believe these things, and they're turning Christians into pagans. Right. Because they think everything's some secret they need to learn. And it's not that dissimilar from, uh, we just recently talked about Bob Larson teaching people they need to interview the demons to find out data that they could use to defeat the demons. And we talked about the fact you can't trust that. It's not a very good source. Right. Because okay? Satan's a liar and his minions are following suit. But you know what I think would be helpful? Because that's a common teaching. It isn't just this one guy. This is a false teaching that I've heard for 40 years. Okay. Okay. It's not new. 
This was being taught in the 70s. So these teachers keep repeating the same false material and they misuse the Bible and then deceive the saints. Maybe they're sincere, but they're wrong. They need to repent. Okay. Right. The point isn't knowing the name. The point is who Jesus is. Okay. Luke lays out this whole section and I'm going to bring us through it. Let's just walk through this. What is Luke telling us? And if Luke is telling us that he was inspired by the spirit and he wrote scripture, if he's telling us something different than Jeremiah Johnson is, listen to Luke and do not listen to Jeremiah Johnson. Amen. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, let's find out if I can back up what I've just said here. And so we'll start with Luke 8 at verse 22, because this section is a series of incidents that are highlighting important points, but one key point, and that is that everything they feared, everything that they saw as fear, demonic, death, curse, evil, unclean, all of the bad stuff, Jesus has power over all of it. Wow. Okay. And that's what Luke is saying. Now, I'm going to prove that from Scripture. All right. If I can prove that, then I ask you to believe the Scripture, not Jeremiah Johnson. Okay. All right. Let's start with Luke 8, starting with verse 22. Now, on one of those days, Jesus, his disciples, got into a boat. And he said to them, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they launched out. But as they were sailing along, he fell asleep. A fierce gale of wind descended on the lake. They began to be swamped and to be in danger. Now, you need to realize that the Jews were very afraid of the sea. Right. They They thought the sea was like the abyss where the devil and the demons are. And they didn't build houses on the sea like we do with big condos overlooking the sea. They tried to stay away from it. Okay. Okay. And they were afraid to die at sea. They were afraid if they died at sea and the body couldn't have a proper burial, they may not have any hope. Right. For And so that's why in Revelation, it says the sea gives up the dead. That's a precious promise to people who believe that there's no hope. Yeah, there's no resurrection, even if you died at sea. But they didn't understand that. So they were terrified. Okay. So we're used to having flotation devices and modern boats and sail around in big waves. No big deal to us. Well, we got to understand how they felt or what was going on. Right. So dying at sea would be almost horrible death. They couldn't imagine anything worse. Now let's go on. Okay. Master, master, we're perishing, verse 24. He got up and rebuked the wind, the surging waves, and they stopped, and it became calm. So now we've learned that Jesus, God incarnate, okay, the Son, the second person of the Trinity, has power over the elements of nature, the wind, the storm, the sea. We're not learning that we can have that power. We're learning that he is the unique one, the Holy One of God, the Son of God. Right. This is not, this is not telling us what we need to do. It's telling us who Jesus is and what he did. 
Exactly. I've been seeing this for probably 40 years and they don't get, they listen to these false teachers who say, well, everything is about what you could be if you just figured it out. Right. The false teachers just can't stand the idea of the uniqueness of Christ. Yes. Again, they want us to believe we can be little gods. Yeah, we can be like, do great things. And if we're not, it's because we don't know the secret. But right. that, that's just pagan teaching. Luke is telling us that Jesus is unique. He is the promised one. He is God who came into human history, born of a virgin, and had power over all things, including even the nature. And see, do you think of when one of these hurricanes came like to New Orleans some years ago? If some faith preacher stood up and rebuked it, it would go somewhere else. Right. They make these claims, but it never happens. We, we're, we're living through a pandemic right now. Where are all the faith healers that can just tell it to go away? They can't, they can't do anything about it. They're, they're, they're making absurd claims, and they're turning people's faith and their eyes away from Christ and onto themselves or onto these supposed great prophets. And it just doesn't work out. Do, they need to repent, repent right now, drop all of this, drop the fame, drop the glory, drop the claims, and confess Jesus Christ as the holy, unique one, and worship him and give him all the glory, and don't make claims that you can do things that you really can't do anyhow. Amen. Okay, so first section, Jesus calms the sea, stops the storm, storm saves them, and tells them to believe. Now, look at what it says here. And I, I've heard the faith teachers abuse this one. Luke 8, 25. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were fearful and amazed, saying to one another, who then is this? They commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Okay. Now, what's the point? Who is Christ? They're right. Learning. Okay. Now, most of us, if Jesus incarnate today, let's say we were, if after the millennium comes and Christ returns, we have our glorified body, we'd believe that we're safe in a boat with Jesus. Right. But right now he's reigning in heaven on the right hand of God. Are we still safe? Yes, because we have access to the throne of grace. He's not teaching... If you learn a technique, you can control the weather and the storm. The Bible is very clear that only God does that. You're right. That's so the point is Christ is God incarnate. Who is okay. it? The rest of Luke Acts really answers that. All he right. is the Messiah. Now, the demoniac. So that's stilling the sea. Now, this is a whole series. Next one, the demoniac. That's where this, uh, uh, is this guy a prophet? Is that what he is? Yes. He, we talked a little bit about him in our, in our previous series about prophets to America. Okay. So, um, well, he says he's a prophet, but he doesn't even understand the scriptures. So go back and learn the scriptures. Right. So the demoniac cured. All right. So they sailed to the country of the Gerizines. Okay. So now he's going to Gentile territory. Okay. which they considered unclean. Right. right. And when he came onto the land, he met. He was met by a man from the city who was possessed with demons. What are those? Unclean spirits. 
unclean okay. territory, unclean spirits, who had not put on any clothing for a long time, very, very shameful to be exposed in any way was an ultimate shame for the Jews. Okay? Right. So that was shameful. Was not living in a house, but in the tombs. The tombs were where the dead were unclean. Okay. Horrible. Tombs. Bad. Gentile territory. Bad. Everything. Verse 28. Seeing Jesus, he cried out and fell before him and said in a loud voice, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, son of the most high? I beg you to not torment me. Now, what is this? Well, we're going to find out. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. So now the unclean spirit that was doing all of this sees that who this is. Okay. We'll be talking about this in some future episodes as we go forward through this article that I wrote. Right now we're dealing with this, this email and the, the material that's out there that people are hearing. The demons know very well who Jesus is. Right. If you understand the divine council worldview, the divine council includes good and bad angels. We've talked right. about that elsewhere, and we'll talk about it again. So this is telling the reader that Jesus is who he claims to be. Okay. Because they've had to deal with him. He, he, he's God from all eternity. Right. And this old, was no surprise to the demons. No, it's no surprise to them. When he commanded him to come out of the man, he had seized him many times. And he was bound with chains. That's showing how bad the bondage was. And shackles, kept under guard. You couldn't get in worse bondage. Okay. Demons, cemetery, naked, no house. Not in a house, innocent, all bad, 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 the worst possible. And yet he would break his bonds, be driven by the demon into the desert, all the desert, the wilderness, another place of uncleanness. Okay. Okay. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? Now, here's the kicker every false deliverance teacher makes the same error. They say, if you want the demon to go out, you got to learn the name of the demon. So they're not basing this on who Jesus is. Okay. But on a technique. Right. They're portraying Jesus as a shaman or witch doctor who knows techniques. And that if we learn a technique, we can do what Jesus did. Wouldn't Jesus have already known the name of the demon anyways? It's not for his benefit, it's for ours. Right. Good question, Jessica. Mm -hmm. See, the reason this is all here and all these details, authorial intent. Why is Luke telling us about this, the Gentile territory and the cemetery and the shackles and all of the details? And there's more to come. Because J Luke is showing us that this is the worst possible scenario anyone ever could be in. Okay. Right. There are more items of bondage and uncleanness in this one narrative than, than you can even think about. So the point is, if the worst possible situation, multiple demons, 
uh, uncontrollable, can't even be held by chains, utter insanity, hopeless, hopeless, unclean, nasty, horrible situation. If Jesus can deliver somebody from that, then, dear listeners, how much more can he set you free and bring you, forgive your sins and make you part of the kingdom of God? Wow. You can be transferred from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of God, into the light of Jesus Christ, the Savior. And Luke Acts is a two-volume work. So if you want to know where this is going, go to the end of Acts, where it's summarized in Acts 26, 18. All right? Where, Where Paul, before an authority, says that Jesus commissioned him to teach the forgiveness of sins and that people could go from the dominion of Satan to God. Wow. So this in Luke 8 is a preview. So the readers, listeners, go to Acts 26, 18 yourself. We don't have time here. Go there and look it up. This is where this is going. Luke does previews and reviews. This is telling us who Jesus is. The things that happen in Acts are building on this and reminding us of who Christ is. And Acts is proving that even after Jesus ascended to heaven, he still sets people free. Amen. When the, when God does something in the name of Jesus in Acts, it isn't that Jesus is a secret name that if you learned it, then you have his power. Okay. So Eva thought that didn't work out so well. They even had yeah. to write Jesus, Jesus whom Paul preached. Well, that's the right one. But they didn't know him. We keep telling you, it's relational. It's not geographic, and it's not secret names. It's having a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's the one that has all power. That's the point. Okay. okay. So Legion telling us how bad it is, is not giving us a secret name and telling us a technique so that if we can learn the secret name of some other demon, then we can have that power too. That would right. be telling us that the Bible is just as pagan as the pagan Artemis cult or anything else in Asia Minor or in the ancient Near East. Okay. Okay. Oh, please get this. Please get this. I have to tell you this because I spent some time believing the other way and it really was bad early in my life in this back in the seventies and having a teacher sit down back then and tell me what I'm telling you now would have helped me more than anything in the whole world. I had to learn it the hard way. So I'm hoping I can help somebody else. All right. This is really important. (laughs) Don't listen to this Jeremiah Johnson. What is he talking about? I wonder if he even sits down and tries to understand what Luke is saying. I don't think so. I, you know, so much of it just seems like repeating the same things that all the rest of the false teachers have said. Yeah, it's nothing. It's no great insight. I've been hearing that same interpretation of this since the 70s. This isn't right. new. It's just as false now as it was then. And to my shame, it took me five years to find out it was false and get out of it. I'm not ignorant of that kind of ministry. I was in it for five years and I had to repent. Yeah. And I saw that it was doing nobody any good. 
And I went from a, a deliverance counselor to a gospel preacher. Amen. Well, that's, so, then uh, that's, that's how it ought to be. So back to, let's just go back to this. Okay. What is your okay. name? Legion. Okay. Jesus didn't need to know that, but we need to know that even if it's Legion, Jesus has the power over it. Right. It's for our benefit, not Jesus's. For many demons had entered him. That's what Luke is telling us. And they were imploring him not to command them to go away into the abyss. Now, why? This is revealing to us that Jesus is God. Okay. okay? And there are other passages where they say, are you come to judge us before the time? See, there's a future time when the judgment will come and the accuser of the brethren, all of the Satan, the false prophet, the beast, they're all thrown into the lake of fire. That's the time. Okay. For now, God allows this as people are being saved out of the realm of darkness and the dominion of Satan and brought to God. Okay. And so <clears throat> the abyss right now holds the fallen angels of Genesis 6 that were okay. judged at the flood. Right. And they're going to be led out according to Revelation 9, I believe, later uh, during the Great tri Tribulation. Okay, so that's what that's about. But that's telling us that Jesus has that much authority and power. He's God, and he can decide these things. Okay. All right. So uh, don't send us into the abyss. In other words, we don't want to join those ones that went there in Genesis 6 during the flood. Wow. I had never thought of that. Yeah, there are some in there. But it's those yeah. unique ones that were judged at the time of Noah. All right. Okay. And it so just never occurred to me that's what Legion was thinking. I don't want to go there. Don't put me where those people are because they can't get out. We'd rather be running around here tormenting people. Okay. All right. Let's go on. Now, there was a herd of many swine. Now, what are swine to the Jews? Pigs. Unclean. Unclean. <laughs> yep. Pigs. Feeding there on the mountain, the demons implored him. Permit them to enter the swine. What's that telling us? Jesus is the Lord over all things. Remember in Job 1, Satan had to ask permission? Right. Okay, to God? Mm -hmm. To do anything vis-a-vis -vis Job, which God allowed for a greater good. And we read about that in, in, in Job. And he gave them permission. Okay, so they had to ask him, that tells us who he is. This doesn't tell us. That we can have that great power if we just knew the names of demons. Right. That interpretation is so absurd. It's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I ever gave it any kind of credence, even when I was very young as a new Christian. But the absurdity of it should be obvious to everyone. But clearly it isn't. All right. Okay. Verse 33, the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake which was um, Galilee, Ed was drowned. Okay. Wow. What about the sea? What about Galilee? That, remember the disciples were there and they're afraid they were going to perish at sea? Yes. That was the worst thing that could happen. So now all the evil stuff actually does go and perish in the sea. Okay. So right. Look, you'll learn a lot. It's very great. Now the so, demons actually are in the sea. <laughs> well, they went there and that's, 
in the mind of the Jewish readers, that's kind of where they are. The sea is the, remember in Revelation, there's this um, beast that comes up out of the sea. Yeah. Okay. Well, the sea was really bad. That's why in the new heavens and new earth, there's no more sea. Okay. Because that would not be good in their mind to have a sea in. Uh, we think of a peaceful seaside retreat, yeah. and they the think Americans of terror. Are, the Jews of the first century when, it, when Luke was written. Americans build their condos right on the edge of the sea. You know, it's the rich politicians that believe in global warming and the sea is going to rise. When they get millions of dollars, they build their house right on the sea. Yep. <laughs> They're not worried. They just think we're dumb because we believe them. But the point is, Americans love the sea. We want to get as close as we can to it. But the Jews thought it was where the devil, this is awful. And that's why you yeah. see that in Revelation. It was comforting to them to know that in the eternal order, there's no sea. Right. Okay, so there's more. So they went down the sea. So the disciples didn't drown in the sea, but the pigs with the demons did. Okay. All right. And then the herdsmen saw what happened. They ran away and reported the city. They saw that, of course, they're, they just lost their livelihood. Uh, this yeah. was over Gentile territory. You wouldn't see pigs being herded by the Jews. Mm-hmm. The people went out to see what happened. So this was uh, a tested miracle with witnesses and found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting down at the feet of Jesus. This is, by the way, the posture of a disciple clothed and in his right mind and they became frightened they thought this guy has so much power and we lost our swine this is bad for us but look what happened okay okay so um and then so the people of the garrison surrounding district asked him to leave they said no this is too much. We, we want you to go. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're, reading, now if you're re- reading Luke carefully, there's some irony here because in Luke 4, Jesus went into Nazareth and taught that Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 were fulfilled in their hearing because he was the prophesied one. And yeah. they wanted to throw him off a cliff. <laughs> yep. The Jews of his home time, town wanted to get rid of him. And now the Gentiles want to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved Luke's irony. Yeah. So we're just about done with this one, okay? All uh, right. I know we're running out of time here. And, uh, but the men, now, so there's a contrast. They want to get rid of him, but here's this man who now has gone from darkness to light, to the dominion of Satan, to God, and is sitting at his feet as in the posture of a disciple. Asked him to leave. For they were gripped with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. But the man from whom the demons had gone out was begging him that he might accompany him. But he sent him away, saying, Return to your house and describe what great things God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city, what great things Jesus had done for him. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that testimony? It's wow. something that bad. Everybody would have seen it. Everybody would have known it. It would have been the horrified talk of the town. 
And here is a man totally changed by the power of God. This is a testimony and it's a preview, dear readers of Luke Acts, of what God's going to do in Acts when the gospel actually does go to the Gentiles. Wow. And so this guy becomes a trusted disciple of Jesus to be his witness in right. Gentile territory. So, and yes, go, go ahead, ahead, Jessica, please. Well, I was just going to say, that's us. We aren't Jesus in this story. We are the demoniac. We are the ones who have been taken from the domain of darkness and transferred to the domain of Christ. And what we need to do is go and tell the great things that God has done. Jessica. We need to know who we are comparable to in this narrative. That is a good reading. All right. In our Sunday school classes, somebody has an astute reading. We, uh, because we have free coffee, anyhow, we ironically say, that's an astute reading. You get a free cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, that's a very good reading. See? All right. Now, now, listeners and people watching us on YouTube, please don't listen to the false teachers that haven't even tried to understand what Luke is saying. I'm hoping that by going more deeply into this and explaining what is going on, you'll get a hunger to learn the word of God. And by the way, we're not, this isn't done as hard as Luke's concerned. The next right. thing is a woman with the issue of blood who was perpetually unclean, because that would make her unclean with no break, just unclean, unclean, unclean. He heals her. And then someone dies, a child. And Jesus raises the dead. Everything they feared, he showed that he has the power over it. And so this narrative isn't there to tell us as Christians how great we are or could be if we only knew the secret. It's there to tell us how great he is. Amen. That's the point of this that, and that's really what we can rest in. He does have power over all the things going on in our life, and we can rest in that. The worst case scenario, he has the power. We need to go to the throne of grace. Amen. We are out of time for this edition of Critical Issues Commentary. We want to remind you, you can access this episode and many others, as well as years worth of articles at the website cicministry.org. We want to remind you to stand firm in one spirit with one mind and strive together for the faith of the gospel. For Critical Issues Commentary, this has been Jessica Kramus and Bob DeWay. We'll see you next week.